Welcome to the Getting to Grips F1 podcast with your hosts, me, Caleb, Danny. This is Danny reporting to you live from the Getting to Grips podcast. We just got some word following the last race that we had in the last episode. Some of you may remember, Asante and Sam, unfortunately, were decapitated, killed, berated, destroyed by Yuki Tsunoda's lost tire. Now, we were, we were uh, speaking to some of the resident witches and warlocks, and they said that they formulated a way to bring back at least Sam, because according to Lewis Hamilton, Sam's sacrifice for him to win the race did not work! It was not enough! So Sam's here. And it's lights out in a web. He goes for the Miami Grand Prix. Hamilton is off to the great start. Alonso right behind him. Welcome to the Gentry Grips podcast, everyone. My name is Samuel Pardo De Francisco. You know what's up, baby. Come on. I miss you, Santi. Please come back. Yay, let's go. All right, we got three of us today, and we are going to talk about the Miami GP. If the two of us, you and I. All right, sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm in a... Bro, he just said there's three of us. And you're saying there's two of us. The song with by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Something Washington. The guy that sings. Um, I get, no, that's not him. Yeah, I know the song. Anyway, yeah, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I forgot what it was, but I'm singing that song. I thought it was a classic. But anyway, go ahead, guys. Just the two of us. You mean us. Bill Withers? Yes, that's it. Bill Withers, <laughs> no, exactly. Yes, that old guy. Yep. That old guy? Bruh, have some respect. <laughs> oh, my God. So today, we are talking about the Miami Ron, Grand Prix. Also, it's not Bill Withers. For it's Grover Washington and Bill Withers. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. did Grover Washington and Bill Withers race in the Miami Grand Prix? I don't think so. So save that for your other podcast we called the Miami uh, Bill Grover Podcast. Guys, we we're here to talk about the Miami Grand Prix then. for those of you audio <laughs> listeners, which is all of you. Uh, may not except, know. We're all from Florida. We are some Florida boys. Florida man. Florida man got hit by a car on his way to the Miami Grand Prix. Probably not a real headline. Could be. I don't know. Guys, what is Man, your you take? Really what tired. is your opinion? <laughs> what do you think about the Miami Grand Prix? I thought it was I thought it was pretty interesting because of the way that qualifying ended. Unfortunately, with Leclerc crashing out um in Q three with just two minutes remaining, I was very devastated. I was like, no. Oh yeah, that and was And I thought that okay, after the red flag was would be lifted, for, you know, everybody else would get their final lap in, but then that was the end of qualifying. So I was like, "Oh, okay. Maybe it's not that bad. Verstappen is like starting ninth, right? He started ninth." Yeah. So I was like, "All yeah. right. Now there's going to be some kind of, you know, struggle with Max, right?" Well, we all know it was not that really it was not that hard. No, for not Max at all. Not at all. I actually really liked at one point one of the commentators made a joke about how he was playing on PlayStation 5, um, the F1 game on easy mode. And I was like, I literally <laughs> made that joke one time. And I really liked that they said that. But I thought it was entertaining watching the, the you know, not Max Verstappen <laughs> starting <laughs> up in first and like, you know, all the the Hispanics up in the. The Latino the, the, lockout. Oh, my Latino God. That was lockout, so great. Yeah. For the Miami race. That was fantastic. Exactly. Was perfect. And then just, you know, watching Leclerc try to pull through, but then Magnuson, you know, doing some things. That's just, uh, we'll get into that later, but that's that's my general thoughts. 
I thought the race was pretty cool. Obviously, you know, being in Miami, you think, oh, wow, they're so close to us. Like, you were breathing the same exact air. But anyways, the race itself, itself was so cool. You know, <laughs> the whole hype leading up to the race was exciting, you know. Um, I thought the race was pretty cool. Obviously, Max did a great job. I mean, obviously, I'm not a Mercedes fan. I said in every podcast. However, I have to give props to Max because he did a great job of for, for going from P9 to P from win, to winning the race. And uh, Checo, I believe he should have fought him off a little bit harder at the, right at the end. Um, but overall, great race. I was really surprised to see uh, how Hamilton kind of struggled, I would say. I mean, he wasn't performing at his best, as we all know him to be. He was at P13, and what did he end up in, like, P6, P7? Do you guys remember? Um, I do not have... Seven. Somewhere Wait, around there. P7, I think, because yeah. I think Leclerc finished P6. Oh, he was P6? Oh, anyways, but yeah. P6. Yeah, Man, P6. I don't know what's going on with, with the Mercedes. I mean, that this is like they're having an up-and-down season. You know, at the beginning, we thought, okay, well, they're slow. They're kind of behind Mercedes. We thought they would be much better. But, I mean, I don't know what's going on with to the, to the Silver Arrows. What do you guys think? I think, well, speaking on Mercedes, I don't think they're having an up-and-down season. I think they're coming from an up and just going down into a lower down. Um, the pace hasn't been there. Team morale seems to be pretty low. Yeah. It's just kind of disappointing seeing that this is the best that Mercedes has to offer after so many years of domination that they couldn't get ahead of these regs and just build a proper car. It seems like most of the issues that they're suffering from are due to their uh, car design and the car feel. Mainly Lewis complains about the positioning of the car. He feels like he's like, like it feels like you're driving a car while sitting on the wheels. Like it, it doesn't feel right. Like for those, for those of you who may not know, um, a lot of the F1 cars on the grid, the driver in the cockpit, the driver's cockpit sits pretty far back. Um, I believe that the Red Bull sits the furthest back of all the other cars on the grid. And the benefit to you sitting farther back in the car, farther away from the front wheels, is that you have a better feel for the car. You feel more planted. You feel further, uh, more in tune with the car, per se. So the closer that you are to the wheel, the closer that you are like, to the front wheels, the less feel you have for the car, the less you can really interpret what the car is trying to achieve. It's like driving... like. Let's say you're trying to drive home from work and you decide one day to put your seat all the way up. If you drive with your seat all the way up, your chest pressing against the wheel, you're not going to have much feedback. It's going to feel very sensitive. But the further back you are, the more control you have. I guess you can say the same premise goes for an F1 car. And Mercedes, for some reason, seems to be just just about kissing the front wheels in terms of <laughs> cockpit positioning. So the drivers don't have great feedback on the vehicle. That's one of my... One of my, I guess you could say, rationales for them not doing so well. Right. Well, what did, what did you think of the race, Danny, though? Your, your quick general thoughts. Um, it wasn't that exciting. I think the most exciting part was just seeing all the drivers' reactions as LL Cool J <laughs> announced them onto the grid. Um, other than that, it was great seeing Checo start from the front. It's seeing Nando hold off P2 for as long as he could. The little spouts that he had um, <laughs> fighting against Carlos Sainz was great. Yeah. But, you know, Max Verstappen is Max Verstappen. So it was a given that he was going to get to the front. Now, what shocked me was how much that Red Bull was holding back this season. Because once Max and Checo started letting loose, you can really see the difference between all the cars on the grid. I mean, it was almost like a 25. Uh, I think Checo finished like 25 seconds ahead of or 20 something seconds ahead of um, Nando. And like, it was just crazy. Like, those Rebels were 
off some off something. Yeah, um, Perez was five seconds behind Max, and then Alonso was twenty six seconds behind Perez. Exactly. But you know what was something that was that really shocked me? What was, was the fact that Verstappen was able to keep those tires for like. Basically the whole race. Oh yeah, oh, like, I have what? beef. What I have was that? beef. What Dude. was that, man? Okay, okay. Here's my thing. Here's my strategy. I think internally, at Red Bull, they wanted Max to win. Someone somewhere, obviously Christian Horner had the final say. They wanted Max to win. They want to see him win. They think he's a better contender for the World Drivers Championship. We're definitely. It's not an alien concept. To see team orders trickle down through certain pit stop strategies or or different car setups to kind of influence one driver over the other. Mm -hmm. Checo had a brilliant start. He had great pace. Yeah. And the tire strategy that they put him on made no sense to me. All right. Pirelli said that the best tire for this track was going to be a hard, but they started him off the mediums. I don't know why they did that. I, and then they put Max on the hards, knowing that Max would... Ma, dude, Max is fantastic at tire management. Fantastic. I can, t- I can so see that. I, <laughs> I didn't know that they were going to put Max on the mediums. I thought they were going to wait for like until lap ten, uh, like 10 laps to go until the end of the race. The last 10 laps to put him on softs or something and just blow past everyone. No, they could have put him on another set of hards and he'd do the same exact thing. It just... I think they really screwed Checo over with the pit strategy. It really, unfortunately, really perplexed me how well he was just managing those tires. I, I yeah. thought for sure, like, okay, nah, there's, they have to be like losing grip, right? Like, it's like pretty, it was like what forty laps in where, when he like changed them finally. Like, how yeah, is, yeah, how yeah. is he Lap able 43? to pass people e- like you know with ease and still? Um, drive away from them like no problem with those old tires and everybody else was with fresher tires like what the heck what what i don't know man <laughs> dude i i don't know max is just another he's an animal <laughs> yeah but hey that just goes to show you how great you know he is you know and how great the team is also because that the car i mean they I mean obviously the car has a greater advantage than any other car in the grid so they know they can take risk because they know their car is much faster than a, than a ferrari than a mercedes because i mean the tires, I know they do affect the speed and the agility of you know the cars depending on the on the on the pavement of the and the weather conditions. But just the, but the Red Bull, the, Red, the RB19 is just on a different level. That's a rocket ship. If I'm not wrong, I believe Lewis said at the beginning of the season he says this is the fastest car he's ever seen in an F1 like, since he's been driving in an F1. And I mean that speaks for itself. I mean the the, the people over at uh, Milton Keynes they 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 know. I mean they they built a hell of a rocket ship. And that just gives them a big advantage no matter what tire they're on. I think just the car itself, the aero, the, you know, the design, all that plays a big factor in how in the performance, of course. But I mean, yeah. But, but other than that, I mean, I think Max is also, I mean, also really good. You know, he, you know, he's Max Verstappen. You know, he's a two-time world champion. He's great at managing his tire. He's great at you know strategy and all that kind of stuff. But I believe I I really want to see Checo take this win because obviously, I mean, I'm, I'm going for him over Max. You know, I want a new winner. Yeah, agreed. But also, but guys, uh, um, what do you guys think? Just kind of t- changing topic real here, t- tiny topic here, real quick. What do you guys think about Yuki Tsunoda this season? He's been performing uh, pretty well to to have the to, to begin the kind of the, 
the slowest car on the grid. What do you guys think he's, about his so far? I think Yuki's been fantastic. He, he's right now. Yeah, he's like right now how George Rus- Russell was at the beginning of last year's season, where he was like really consistent. Yeah. Like yeah, Yuki. Yuki's been putting in some great laps, great performance, great pace. I, it's a stark contrast to what Nick DeVries is putting out there. Everyone thought. Um, he- I I feel like all it does is driving against someone like Nick DeVries. It just it raises your stock. And I feel like he'll have a great opportunity, realistically, to get into a Red Bull seat whenever Max decides to retire, because Max has alluded to retiring multiple, multiple, multiple times. Um, but yeah, no, I think Yuki's doing fantastic. I love seeing him out there on the track. I'm always rooting for him um, in that Alpha Tori. Toro Russo. Toro Russo. And yeah, I, I agree. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's kind of underlooked because everyone thought, okay, well, if he doesn't perform better than Nick DeVries, I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's it. You know, he's out of F1. But like you said, Danny, it's the opposite way. You know, Nick DeVries, obviously, we know this is his rookie year, but he's driving, he's driven in different categories before this. He's driven in F2. Where, where else is he driven? I forgot where he was. Formula, Formula E. He was a Formula champion. E, like, champion. Yeah. And he drives like a Formula E champion. But and <laughs> if anyone has seen a Formula E race, it's Born. like, it's like Attractive watching, race. it's like watching a, a f- Forza Horizon 5 race in spectator mode. Everyone just crashes into that's, each other. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I, I just... Yeah, but I mean... I'm not a Nick DeVries fan. We have, to give him some, we have to cut him some slack. I mean, this is his rookie season. I mean, he's... We know he's also driven in, in various F1 cars before, but as like a test driver or a reserve driver, but, you know... Yeah. Maybe we, we can... Maybe he's a good driver. Maybe he just needs like some more time, like some of the other Bro, drivers. Bro, he's a 28-year-old rookie. Yeah, but he hasn't had the opportunity to drive and... Like in you know, like in this generation of F one cars, as much as everyone. I else. mean, I get it, but he has he has a lot of seasoned race experience. Like he understands track etiquette. F one mm-hmm. is the top needed F1 to perform out the there. Top, you know? Yeah, exactly, and it it just it it just goes to show you. For instance, for me, seeing how um, oh my goodness, dude, I'm forgetting names. Oscar Piastri performs compared to Nick DeVries is just night and day. Yeah. And Oscar's in a terrible, in an arguably, no, scratch that, objectively a worse car. And he still performs better than Nick DeVries. I, I digress, man. Is in the championship? This is the next, this is the new Latifi. Well, you know what? Five races in the season. I mean, that's too early to, to say. I would say too early to say that. But um, also, what did you guys think about Alonzo watching the TV screens while while he was racing? Did you guys see that? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I did not see that. <laughs> he, he yeah, no, he was driving by, and there was such a big gap between him and Checo. He goes on the radio, and he's like, corner. wow, what position? What position is Lance in? Because that was a great I'm pass. I was, <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, he, Dog, I so love funny. Nando. Ah, he's a he's a fantastic. Yeah, he's a, a, a legend. You know, we all know that. He's a great, great driver. Probably one of the best of all time. Top five, in my opinion. But that's another topic. But <laughs> he's like, yeah, guys, crazy. you hear that joke the commentator just made? Really funny. <laughs> um, I wanted to get into now. Um, how crazy Kevin Magnuson was during this race. He, I actually voted for him at, um, for the driver of the day. Wait, I don't know did, about what you guys. He, what did he, really? what did he end up in P what? I forgot. My girlfriend made me vote for Max, unfortunately. Why would you obey <laughs> that? No. Man, 
I just I wanted her to be happy. That's, that's, that's a, that <laughs> was like, been like yeah, that, I voted that was, and that was her first for time Fernando. voting for. Yeah, race. That's a red flag. But <laughs> Sam, you're a red flag. <laughs> but, you, but you each vote for your own I'm person, I kid, though. I kid. <laughs> but anyways, he got my vote because just the way he was able to defend and also attack against Leclerc, it was just it was insane. I actually was like super invested in that that little battle there. At the same time sad that charles was even fighting him <laughs> but in at the same time it just it, it was just super entertaining just seeing kevin just being hungry for for you know you know racing oh no absolutely but i have a a question to ask you all right i know that you were like a massive charles leclerc fan what do you what do you see in him at this point I feel like he's so far he's gone. Prone. He's over in his stock. Yes, dude, his say, driver Sam? stock is overly inflated. I don't think that this is the guy that Ferrari needs. I think Ferrari needs to focus on developing Carlos Sainz. Yeah, but really, really, Charles is inconsistent. He's inconsistent. Yeah, he's consistently inconsistent. As a matter of fact, super inconsistent. <laughs> no, yeah, you're hey. right. Lately. And towards the end of last year, it it was pretty pretty bad, I, I would say, um, his performance. But at the same time, I feel like it's not all him. It could as well be the car. No, but he admitted but, he, he admitted he admitted in the last race that he was pushing way too hard. So that's not his car. That's not the car's fault. He said himself after the. No, race. he was that that was for qualifying. But exactly, still, I mean. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, you're it's, right. You're right. Yeah. I, I just think he's cool. That's why I like him. <laughs> I, I honestly... Yeah, he's cool, though. Don't get me wrong. Babe, I'm sorry if you're listening. I know he's hot. I don't think he's all that. I really that don't. I think at this what, point, though? he's overhyped. He's a great guy. I'll give you, he's a great guy. And a great artist, too. But he's overhyped. And Ferrari can probably do better. Oh, but did you guys also hear that he mm-hmm. was talking... Well, I mean, I know he, he, shot down the, he shot down the rumors, but they were saying that um, before, I think, this race, he was saying... People were saying that he was talking to Mercedes, but that obviously got shot down. He said himself that he's a Ferrari for life. But what do you guys think about? What do you guys would have? What do you would you guys think about Leclerc possibly going to Mercedes in the future? I know it's probably not going to happen, but what do you guys think? How do you think he would um, fare there compared to Ferrari? It would okay, probably so be a little worse. You think so? <laughs> I feel like yeah, it probably would be How? worse. And then at the same time, he will be fighting against George, and. Yeah. I think George, at this in this um, state, I, I think he's better than Carlos. Dude, George is in his bag. In the same comparison as, you know, Lewis to George, you know, like as Carlos is to Leclerc, I feel like George would be more, or would be harder for Charles to to fight against. But maybe an equal machinery, I guess. I don't know. We'll have to see. Let's just, for one race, put them on <laughs> go-karts. Let me yes. say that again. Yes. Maybe for one race, we should put them all in please, go-karts. Please, That would be cool. No, no, not That'd one race. Cool. The whole season. But, like, I mean, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I think, yeah. Like, just replace F1 cars with go-karts. No, I'm saying, but, like, th- this is what I'm saying. Like, this is why I constantly think, what if all the drivers had the same... Like, what if they all had a Red Bull? Like, yeah, you know we've I mean? talked about I this think, before. I we've think, talked about this I before think, already. I, I know, but I'm saying, what if Piat... What if <laughs> DeVries had a Red Bull? I mean, he's pretty much in the Red Bull. Obviously, Red Bull. anybody would do good in a Red Bull. But that's what... That's what... <laughs> <laughs> but, um... 
what else? What else happened in? Let's talk about the next race that's happening. Emilia, Emilia, Emilia Romana. Yes. So I'm I'm excited for that. That's May twenty first is the race. Eight days. That is in two weeks. Yeah. Wait. Two weeks. Wait, no, that That's is all lit- week. A week and next one day. week. Yeah, no, two weekends <laughs> away. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm tired. I'm excited for that. I, I like Imola. I like Imola. all the Italy tracks. You said hold on. No, no, I said Imola. Imola. Ah, uh, he said Imola. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Imola. I like it. I think Imola's alright. I think my favorite Italian track is Monza. That track, yeah, of course, is always exciting. Mugello, Mugello. I, I mean, it's alright. <laughs> like, 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 like <laughs> I mean, it's alright. Like, I mean, it's alright. <laughs> and you know what's Spa? That's the goat. The goat. It's the goat. <laughs> That's why it's the goat. Yeah. The MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, no, you know, Miami. It was. It had its its ups and downs. You know, it it had its exciting moments. I would say this year, the this race was better than last year's Miami race. Definitely. Oh, I will say that. Yeah, it was. I would say that. I think a race in the wet would be exciting at in night, Miami. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, the organizers, once. the organizers were saying that next year they want to make it a yes, night I was race. Yeah, I say that a night race. Oh, that would And be, I I that want that cool. just for one reason, just to piss off the freaking Brits, bro. Just so they can experience one race at 3 a.m. their time. Just how I have to sit through super early in the mornings and dummy late at night just to watch a freaking parking lot of cars circle around and then Max Verstappen win. I want them to experience that. That's for Australia. But um, that would be cool, a night race here. Yeah, and plus, but, um, not so hot No, either. yeah, I definitely thought that this race was, was more entertaining than last year's Miami race. So I'm excited yeah. to see it, you know, progress as the drivers get more and more familiar with the track. I think that's probably why it was better. They probably just they had some experience already on it. And yeah. more time they got the data. Track. Exactly. <clears throat> Last year was more of like like the test. It was the trial. It was like, you know. <laughs> Last year didn't count. <laughs> no, no, it did. But it, last year's race was good. But this one was definitely more of, a, you know. Like whoa! <laughs> well, would you would you guys rather attend a, a night race or a day race at the Miami International Autodrome? Oh, dude, no, I would attend a night race for one reason, one reason the only. It's too damn hot in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I would. would I would prefer nighttime too. It was really hot last year, but also just and then I, w- I feel like it would look and then so at cool. night. I would bring a little laser pointer and flash it at Max's eyes. No, yeah. no, no, no. That, that's that's deadly. That's deadly. Nah, I think from now on, since we kind of know who owns the track and who's going to win, Max should, just for shits and giggles, start from the back. <laughs> for real. Just from the back. <laughs> that would, he would just be stressing out Christian Horner for no reason at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Max, while you're doing this, you're supposed to be at the, up on the front. But yeah. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for joining our today's episode of Getting to Grips podcast, guys. Today uh, we had a great time uh, talking about uh, the Miami GP. In our next episode, we'll be talking about the Imola, our predictions, who we think will win, our qualifying predictions. But guys, thank you for for being a part of today's episode. We thank you so much, and we from the bottom of our heart, we love you guys. We thank you. And Danny, go ahead. All right, guys, it's that time again where I come on my hands and knees and scream to the heavens. Follow us on Instagram. 
at gettingtogrips.official. That is gettingtogrips.official. Thank you. Follow us, and we'll see you next time. Oh, and remember, you've just been gripped.